Sup, everybody. Welcome back to the Throughline Podcast. The Throughline Podcast. I'm just going to let you know right now that this is probably going to be a quick one because uh, we got started a little late. And uh, my producer, our engineer, our producer, the man who makes it all happen, Skylar Neal, uh, got a flat tire on the way here. And I was like, literally, I was like, man, who gets flat tires anymore? First, second of all, I put this lemon in there with the sticker still on it. Does that gross you out? Kind of like, kind of grosses me out a little bit. You know, I'm like, why would you do that? Now I get some sticker that's like... <laughs> they ain't gonna stop me, baby. Uh, what is it? The seventeenth, October seventeenth. Pretty soon, Hartford, Connecticut. I'll be there, sixth, seventh, eighth, November. Then Boston, the fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth. And ding, 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 ding. Excited about those. I mentioned in Vermont. I'm sorry, I had to cancel. Gonna, I have a, another obligation. Um, and next Wednesday night, James Corden. Please record it. If you're not staying up to watch it, which I don't believe any of you probably are, record it and then watch it and then tell me like, dude, dude, you killed it, bro. Or be like, not great. Not great. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I've been running it and I had a set the other night and it was like, not a great set. I, the material was, was what my material is. But when you're running a set for late night, you can't like, you can't stop and be like, oh, hold on a sec. Like, you're practicing it. You're working it out. Um, and it w- just wasn't... The vibe wasn't there. And I was I was like annoyed. You know, you take a lot of time out of your night to go do just one set. And, you know, with how much my wife travels. Like, I went out to do shows last night. Had to get a babysitter because she's out of town. And then I'm not doing sets tonight or tomorrow night. And then I will, you know, like all these things... Anyway, my another guy who's on the show called me the next day, and he never calls me. And he was like, dude, what, what was up with that show last night? And I'm like, I know, bro. I'm like, I left right after. And he's been in the game a lot longer than me. And uh, and it was just, I don't know. He didn't have a good set either. And I was like, all right, so it wasn't just me. And sometimes I, you know it's not going to be a great show. And you're like, how's everybody doing? And no one says, hey. You're like, oh, okay. Anyway, um, so Corden on Wednesday and then Boston and Hartford. I'm so bummed I'm not getting out to uh, Vermont because I all I want to do is go to Vermont. Uh, the fall is full. You know how I know fall's here, even though it's 85 degrees in L.A. today, is I went to a pumpkin patch today with my ride or die. That's why I'm in the I'm in the school gear. I get to school. I'm the only parent wearing a school T-shirt, and they're like, well, "What's what, what? Do they have those?" I'm like, "Yeah, they have those, bro." I'm rocking it, crushing it. Remember going to a pumpkin patch? Who would think? Is there there are certain words that just feel good next to each other? Pumpkin patch. Uh you know, <laughs> I don't have any other in the can. But like there are words that make me feel good. Cottage makes me feel good. Um, cabin makes me feel good. Again, small structures. We've talked about it. But a pumpkin patch. There's like a little maze. When we were kids, we'd go apple picking and then there'd be a pumpkin patch, I guess. But it would be like a real patch. 
in LA, it's just they bring in a bunch of pumpkins. They're like, we got a pumpkin patch. And you're like, no, you don't. You want to go to a place where they just grew right there. And you're like, no, that's the one you're taking. But apple picking, are you out of your... Let me tell you something. If you're not apple picking and you're close to it, I don't ever want to talk to you. Everyone should be apple picking right now. Everyone should be making plans. Apple pick. Uh, then they're going to have donuts there. You're going to get donuts and you're going to get apple cider. Okay? Not apple juice. Apple cider. You got to heat it up. You got to heat it up. I remember on Halloween, my mom, you get back from trick-or-treating and she had a little table in the den and she'd heat up hot apple cider and then warm up original donuts. What? Yeah. These are the little things. You know how much that costs? Do you know how much that costs? Eight bucks. And you can turn your, you see that light just went out? You can turn your Halloween into something magical. Hold on. Magic. Dude, nothing better on Halloween than coming home, you're cold, you're sorting out your candy, and your mom's like, all right, that's a lot, that's a lot of candy. Go in the other room and get some hot apple cider. And some warmed original donuts. Those are the cake donuts. You know the ones that don't have anything on them? Maybe a little cinnamon, but like the the sugared cinnamon. You want sugar and cinnamon. But I'll tell you, if you have access to go apple picking and you're not doing it, getting bundled up, picking apples, filling up the bag. Yeah, no, you don't want to eat apples for two weeks. No kidding. No, neither do I. Make an apple sauce. You hear me? Make an applesauce. Make an apple fritter for the Scalab brothers. They like their fritters. I don't know what the deal is, but they like their fritters. All I'm saying is apple pick, donuts, pies. Apple. Make a goddamn apple pie and shut your mouth. And then get a pumpkin and then carve it. And then when you, when you scoop it out, toast the seeds. Yeah, they're disgusting. It's the experience. We're so hung up on doing things for purpose instead of just doing it for the experience. Okay, that's all you need to do. If you truly love life, this weekend, you will go apple picking. While you're there, you'll have a donut. You'll get a pumpkin. You'll get home. You'll carve the pumpkin, take the seeds, toast them with salt. Even though they don't taste great, you're doing it for the experience. And then you're going to make an apple pie. Do it all with the kids or with your loved one or by yourself or with your buddies or with whoever. 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 We're so hung up on things having to be perfect. That's just what it's going to be. The seeds must might taste disgusting. Who cares? Your pumpkin might not come out great. Who cares? The apple pie, you can't fuck up an apple pie. Either way, just step up and start enjoying the world around you. It's just too much. You know what I mean? This is never this is the what I don't understand is like life is about the simple things. You want a simple thing that's fun? Here's a simple thing. Next time you get on an airplane, when you get up to go to the bathroom, okay, take your phone and just walk down the aisle and be like, yeah, no kidding. No, I know. Uh, I think we're going to land in like two hours. All right, yeah. All right, well, just make sure that, you know, and just pretend you're on a phone call. And you know what? People around you, their minds are going to be lost. They're going to lose their minds. They're going to pull out their phones. Can we use our phone? Was that guy on the phone? Some people will get it. Some people won't. It's a simple little thing. It's a great gag. That's a great gag. The on the phone, on a plane gag. 
Name name someone who's doing that outside of LT. On the plane, walking down. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like two hours. Yeah, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom right now. All right, I'll call you when I get back to my seat. All right, later. And then you hang up. Don't even make eye contact with anybody. Everyone on that plane seems like, is that guy on the phone? How can he be on the phone? You can't be on the phone on the plane. Can I? Can we get to... Is, has something changed? Can we now talk on the plane? Let me check my phone. No, dummy. Simple things. That's the thing, too, with travel. You don't even know about stuff until you get there. There's no bulletin that comes out. You know what I mean? When you found out you had to take off your shoes and belts and all that stuff when they were going through x-ray machines, you found it out when you got there. That's why sometimes when you're at the airport and there's someone there that hasn't traveled since pre-9-11, it's like, do we have to take our shoes off? Do we need to take our belt off? And you're like, yeah, dummy. But you don't know. You have no idea how long ago it was that that person traveled, you know? That's a sign of an adult, huh? You have lemons laying around the house that you can just cut up whimsically and throw in a glass of water. You're an adult, okay? If you have a bowl of bacon fat in your freezer or on your counter, or you're an adult. There's certain signs that are like, yeah, that stuff adult do. adults <clears throat> adults do. That's an adult move right there. You know how nice it is to have friends over. I'm like, you want a water? And they're like, yeah, you like lemon? Yeah, good. I have lemons. I always have lemons. Boom. Boom. There you go. Lemon. It's a nice touch, guys. It's a nice touch. Whew. I don't really care about Halloween, to be honest with you. The kids get fired up. So we went to the pumpkin patch today, me and my daughter. And they do this thing, right? So they have all these pumpkins out. And then it's like a field trip for the kids in, in school. And... I have a flexible schedule. If you have a flexible schedule, even if you don't, make time. You know how much it means to your kid to be there for the the pumpkin patch thing? It means a lot. I was there 9 to 12. That's it. We went in the morning, drove with another uh, family, went to the pumpkin patch. Boom. If you have a job, be like, hey, I got to need the morning off. And go with your kid. It just means a lot. She loved it. We're looking around for pumpkins, and what they do is they draw a spider on the bottom of like three pumpkins in the whole patch. And if you find it, you I don't know, you win a prize or something. So we're looking for the pumpkins, right? I go, hey River, how about this one? I rip, pull it over, and she like looks like that, and I look down, boom. There's one that's for the class. You can find the class pumpkin. That's the one that's gonna live in their their room. We found it. I was like, do we get a prize? They're like, nah, it's just that's the class pumpkin. I'm like, we just found, what are you talking about? How do, like, we've been talking about this, wanting to get this damn prize, and then we don't get anything. And it was kind of a letdown. What I've never done is the, the, the cornstalk maze. I've never done the cornstalk maze. Always wanted to do it. Seems scary. I love scary stuff. Someone asked me the other night, they're like, Jay, do you like like getting scared? And I was like, yes, I love it. It's my favorite thing. Because you have to believe. If you don't believe, you won't get scared. Like, If you believe that you could die out in an alley at 2 in the morning, you believe. There's something for me that like, I remember when I used to live in Venice, there's tons of alleys in between. So like, you know, 
there's an alley in between the back of houses and that's like some people's garages back there we have an alley back here and i used to go riding my bike through alleys at like two in the morning late you know coming home from work or something and i used to like want it was my way of being like, is anything happening out here? Tree falls in the woods. I've talked to this, about this a hundred times. If a tree falls in the woods, it doesn't make a sound. If you're not going through those alleys, is anyone out there? I never found anybody. I always wanted something like fucking crazy to happen. You know what I mean? Nothing ever happened. And then I used to do, when I was very beatnik, I was very beatnik. I don't know. Anyone out there ever been beatnik? Poetry, writing reading. I was doing a ton of that when I first moved to LA. I was writing poetry all the time and I would call them alley sit. So I'd ride my bike, sit in an alley somewhere and then write a poem about what was happening in the alley. Yeah, that's something I was doing. Okay. A lot of alley sits. People thought you were crazy. Like if people drove by. One of the craziest things I've ever seen I was coming home from work late at night and I I always, for a while, I lived in shady areas when I lived out here because uh, if you can't afford a lot of places, you got to live in shady areas. So I was living in this really shady neighborhood. It wasn't really shady. That's the thing. Even in shady neighborhoods, there's families, there's, there's community. It's just at night or weird things can, you know, your house can get broken into, which mine was. Um... Anyway, this one night I'm walking home and these two dudes were like, I don't know what, they, they were in a fight with this woman. And uh, they hit this woman. And uh, I was like across the street away from them, kind of like hiding behind a car. And I was like, I got to call 911 right now. Like, this, is, this isn't like, something's happening. I, I think they knew, they all knew each other, you know, but I was like, I got to call 911. So I'm calling 911 and like, I couldn't even get through like from my phone because we had such bad reception back then. This was like 2000, 2001 or two. And like, I was like so scared. I'm like, you know, they can see me. And like, I felt like they looked over me. I never got through. And then like those dudes started coming out to their car and I was like, I got to get out of here. I was too scared to be honest with you. Um, what am I going to do? Hey, you know what I mean? No, not in that neighborhood. That was, there were gunshots in that neighborhood. You know, that was I, for a long time. I lived in a neighborhood where there were like uh, gang, there were gang members there were gang members and uh which i still don't understand like if gangs are doing all this stuff killing you know getting money stealing all that stuff why do they never have they're always just kind of like out in a neighborhood it's it seems like you're just like you're gang banging to support a low uh low level lifestyle you know what i mean like what you know i just never understood you know it's so weird that i've never understood gang life <laughs> guys who the hell is going to understand gang life unless you find yourself in a gang you know what i mean no one's like oh yeah i really understand uh, what gang life is all no you don't no you don't a lot of people i put a post out there this was like four episodes ago about tipping and what to be tipping. A lot of people commented. I put a video on Instagram. It got shared a lot. A lot of people sending it around. Here's another one people were asking me. Picking up the check. Who picks up the check? How do you pick up the check? Listen, if you want to pick up the check, it's a baller move. 
okay? My father-in-law, his number one objective is to get to them before I can get to them. Like, he, he, he wants to always pick up the check. The coolest move I ever pulled, we were at dinner one time, and the woman, I was on the inside of the booth, my mother-in-law, father-in-law, wife is here, waitress is over there, and I take my credit card, I put it on the side of my 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 glass like that, and she goes, you want any more water? I'm like, oh, yeah, and I hand it like that, made eye contact, no one's looking at me, you gotta be like a magician, no one's looking at me, they're looking at the glass, they're looking at the sticker on the lemon, they're looking at this, and I'm looking at her like, yo, see my hand, they see the glass, but they don't see that credit card. Because it's going to be a quick glance at it. Everything's fine. Boom. I hand to her. She makes contact. I never got up from my seat. And when that tab came, he thought he was going to be the man. It was already done. Already done, baby. No better thing than sneaking a credit card and making sure a tab's taken care of. No better feeling that when you picked up the tab and no one knew because you went ahead. When the check comes, they're like, they pulled their money. Like, oh, all right, I took care of it. You already took care of it? Oh, get out of my face. Love picking up the tab. Anyway, Skylar, the reason this is going to be a short one, I don't even know if I mentioned this. Skylar got a flat tire on the way here. And he texts me with a photo of the flat tire. I'm like, oh, he's not lying. Because anyone tells you they get a flat tire, don't you feel like people, people, you're like, people get flat tires? Like the tires on my car are run flat tires. So even if they get flat, they run for 50 miles. And then like my car will tell me, yo, you got a flat. (laughs) You got to fix that tire within 50 miles. And I was like thinking back, I'm like, man, when I first learned how to drive a car, I first got my license. My soccer coach would let me borrow his car once in a while. And I'd take my girlfriend out and, you know, he let me borrow his car and he had three cars and this was like a 1989 Ford Escort Cranberry Escort and you remember those little boxy ones they were pretty cool I liked them I liked an Escort boxy old Ford and I remember my friend drove me to my coach's house in the rain and she was I think she was going to babysit for him or she would babysit for him and he was like give me the keys of the car so I was going there getting the car and I leave and boom, I I get a flat like down the road from his house and I pull into, I was following her home. So we pull into like a gas station that's empty, like closed, like a parking lot. And uh, I'm like, ah, man, like you just all of a sudden realize I don't know how to fix a flat tire. And nowadays, no one fixes a flat. Like even if you had a flat, nobody fixes a flat. They call like AAA, like Back in the day, you would just fix your flat. You only called a AAA when your car broke down, right? So, like, how many of you right now be like, oh, I know where the spare is in my car. Do you? Is it in your trunk? Some of them are in the bottom. In the Car manufacturers, if you're listening, which you're not, why would you ever put it in the bottom of a car? It's the dumbest place. So, I get the flat. My friend, she drives us back to my coach's house. I'm like, hey, I got a flat. No one had cell phones. Maybe use a payphone. I can't remember. He's like, all right. So he gets in his other car, drives down to the parking lot with me, and there's the car in the flat. And I'm like, all right. And he, he stands there with an umbrella. He goes, all right, fix the flat. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how to. And he goes, well, you're going to learn. I was like, all right. I, I could... I, I don't know what it... I hope that... like I don't know if that's me or my age... 
But I loved it. I fucking loved it. It was pouring rain. He was with an umbrella over him. I'm in the pouring rain on my knees. He's like, all right, you pull that out. That's called the jack. Grab that over there. That's called the lug nut wrench or whatever it is. You're going to loosen. You're going to loosen those nuts, then jack the car up, then take it off. You know, did the whole thing. And you're like, why would you love changing a flat tire in the rain at night? You know, it was dark out. And I'll tell you why. Because I had nothing else consuming me. You know what I was going to do that night? I was going to see my girlfriend or see my friends. And I had nowhere to be but with them. So whenever I got to them, I got to them. All I know is I was going to have a car that my coach was giving me. And I love doing manual stuff. I love doing manual labor. And I was like learning something, which I... I oddly love learning stuff. I know we like, it sounds like a horrible thing, but then I, I remember loving every moment of it. I remember how much he loved it. And like, we were having this like great bonding experience. Makes me think, like I think about now, like my kids are five and four. It will be 11 and 10 years, or I mean 11 and 12 years before they drive. And I'm like, well, will I just keep the car I have now? till they're able to drive and then they'll get that or we're like how what are we gonna do like will they not have a car how are we gonna do i don't know i have no idea but i love the idea of them having to learn how to change a flat even in the world of AAA, like you should be able to change a flat how many times anyone out there have you had to like do me a favor if you're if you're watching right now on YouTube or you're listening on iTunes and you've had a flat, will you just go and comment on the YouTube page like I changed a flat and tell me your quick story or go on iTunes and write a review or go on the post that I'm gonna put up on Instagram and say, hey, you know you mentioned at uh, minute let me guess it's 2:15 here. I think I started at like I don't know what time. Just tell me every time you guys interact it just helps the podcast just so you know. You're not paying for it. You know what I mean? You just get it. So how about a little comment and a like and a share? You know what I mean? Might help a little. I'm in a garage, guys. I'm in a garage. That's where I am. And I also have run out of gas. Like we were, oh man, when we were just on family vacation last week, we we stayed on a farm. We had cows, we had chickens. It was the coolest. Kids loved it. Um, we are staying on this farm and we drove. So it was like an hour from Santa Barbara and we went to Santa Barbara on a, on a Friday to go to a zoo and then go to a children's museum. And then we went to this taco place and then we we're going to drive back to where we were staying on this farm and we're driving back and Kate looks at me and she goes, oh my God. And I go, what? She goes, we're almost out of gas. Now, in, in my car, it tells you exactly how many miles you have. In her car, it doesn't. It just says, like, low gas. And we're in her car. Hers is, like, the, the family car. My car is, like, the me and her car when it's us and we want to go somewhere. We, like... I mean, I take the kids sometimes. Anyway, we're driving and she's, like... <sighs> now, when that light goes on in her car, in my car, you got 30 miles. In her car, I think it's close to the same, probably 30 miles. But we don't know when that light went on. Like, she didn't know when it went on. Now, if you're in a relationship, you know 
That's whose responsibility is it to fill her car? Hers. She borrows my car all the time. So like when she has like work things to go to, I always say, take my car and I'll take the, you know, the car that like is good for the kids because that means I'm picking up, dropping off, you know, like that's what we do. So she'll take my car and then she'll go away out of town and then I get in my car, drive somewhere and I'm almost out of gas. So then I'm filling up my car and then I get in her car and I'm filling up that car. I'm like, chick, what is going on? Now, my father-in-law on his first date with my mother-in-law, he ran out of gas and he had to borrow money from my mother-in-law. To So he had enough money for the date, but he didn't have enough money for the gas and the date. So he had to use part of his money for the gas. And then my mother-in-law had to pay for part of the date. And it, it just like it, like it, it bruised him emotionally. So to this day, from that day forward... His cars are never go below like a half a tank. He fills it. Like whenever he comes out here, the first thing he does if he has our cars is take it out and fill it. And anytime he leaves, it's filled. He's the best. But that did not that did not transfer over to my wife. So we're driving and now I pull up on my phone gas stations. You know, how far is a gas station? I'm like, well, there's one that's seven miles. But it's out of the way from where we're going. So it's going to take us 14 miles out of the way, which means it's going to... And we're already like... The kids are already on empty. It's already late. And the car's almost on empty. And so we're like... I don't realize that it's out of the way until I say, okay, get off at this exit. So we get off at that exit, which would be the same exit. You you can go one of two things. You can get off at this exit and go where we need to go. Which is what I just assumed. I assumed the gas station was going to be the direction we need to go. But it wasn't. So we got off that exit and it was either right to go to the gas station seven miles away or left to go where we're going, which is 18 miles. And that's where the gas station would be is 18 miles away. So I don't realize that till we get off and she's going, I go, I thought it was on our way and now we're going left. And I go, oh, if we go this way, it's not going to be for 18 miles till we get the gas. And she got pissed. <laughs> she was so pissed. Why would you tell me to go this way? I'm like, I didn't really like, and then you you don't, it's like, there's no time to then explain. Well, you know what I thought was, I thought that where we were really going was in the same direction as the gas. There's no time for that. You just have to be like, I messed up, you know, like whatever, like, let's get the solution. And I, I just was like, I also, there was a part of me that was like, who cares? Let's run out of gas. There's the adventure. Let's run out of gas. That's something the kids will always talk about. Remember when we were on family vacation and dad told mom to take the wrong turn and we ran out of gas? And then I was like, well, we'd have to call AAA. And if it's already 18 miles of no gas that way, then that means there's no... No one's just going to be there in five minutes. It's going to be like a 45-minute thing before AAA would even get to us. So my wife bangs a U-turn and goes, no, she goes, no, we're going to the seven-mile. Which basically what was happening is, and this happens, I think, in a lot of relationships, is someone just needed to make a decision. I wasn't saying go to the seven-mile. She wasn't saying let's go to the seven-mile. I wasn't saying let's go to the 18, and she wasn't saying let's go to the 18. She knew we should probably go to the seven. I knew we should probably go to the seven, but she wanted me to, to confirm it. And I kind of wanted to roll the dice and run out of gas going 18. <laughs> you know what I mean? I kind of was like, yeah, it'd be a lot better story for the podcast if we ran out of gas, you know? But she was like, we have two kids in the backseat that are past their bedtime, 
probably hungry, cranky, and do we really want to run out of gas in this like middle of nowhere? If you're going 18 miles with no gas, that's in the middle of nowhere. Anyway, she makes the executive decision. She bangs the U-turn a little faster than she probably should have. Okay, little. I was like, let's. I get that you're annoyed, but like. We all have to grasp the idea that there are just, we're just so used to being able to control everything, right? That when we can't control everything, we lose our minds. Like when Skylar texted me and said, hey man, I can't make it. I'm going to be late. I got a flat tire. And I knew that I have a hard out because I'm picking my son up at school and I only pick him up early one day a week. And if I don't show up, he's going to be so let down because this is our day together. And I like to be there. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I want to be there. Do I love doing the podcast? Sure. But is he more important? Fuck yeah. So, just I looked at it and I'm like, all right, well, okay, he's going to be late. No big deal. And then it was like really late. He's, he changed a tire. I mean, we haven't even talked about because I'm like, we just need to go and then go. But I think he changed the tire or waited for AAA. So, I was like, well, what are my solutions going to be? The, the options are going to be do the podcast late in the history of me podcasting with Ryan on the crab feast or the through line. I've never missed the day. We've missed new year's days. Ryan and I back on the crab feast because we took days off. I've never missed a day. I don't ever want to miss a day. And I was like, Oh, is this going to be the first time I miss one? I'm like, what can you do? You know, like, what am I going to do? Get upset. Option two would be Skylar would have to come back later tonight and we could do it when the kids went to sleep. We could do that. So there was options, you know? I was like, do we have any in the can? We don't. And uh, either way, I was just like, whatever, you know? Then he got here, and I'm like, all right, well, it's just going to have to be a shorter podcast this week. Which, by the way, I have some great interviews lined up. I love doing these solo apps, and I've had so many of you guys hit me up like, dude, I love the solo apps. I love them too, guys. But sometimes I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not sure what exactly I should talk about. Sometimes it's natural. Like, this episode's been pretty fluid. But there are other times where I'm like, ah, I'm thinking of what I should talk about. Uh, so you guys can always tell me if there are things you'd like to hear about, but I got some great interviews coming up with, if you listen to the crab feast, my boy Kunzi that I would talk about a lot on the podcast, he's coming on. I cannot wait. So we're going to record that Friday and then, uh, a couple other great guests, three other great guests that I'm stoked about. And then I'll, I'll mix in solo apps. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> we get to the gas station in time and I get out and I'm filling up the car and I'm like very interested to see how much gas is going to go into this car? We have a 20 gallon tank. It put into the tank 19.64, something like that, gallons, which means we had less than a half a tank. And she was like, Oh, well, we get 20 miles to the gallon. We should, we probably would have made it. And I was like, I don't think we would have made it. Either way, we made it. And it was still a fun little adventure. I mean, would it have been more fun if we broke down? Yeah, it would have. I remember one of my favorite cars I've ever owned. I owned a 1989 Jeep Sahara. If you know anything about Jeeps, they had they made CJ7s that were the round headlights. So maybe mine was a 1990. They stopped making the round headlights in the Sahara and the CJs in 89. And then they went to a square headlight. And then they brought back the rounded ones in like the late 90s or something like that anyway i had the square sahara it was like metallic 
beige with like green and brown seats, like fresh, like safari, dude. A Sahara, like you're on a safari. You get it. And I love this thing. And I had saved money over the summer and I was like, I'm buying this thing. I, I spent like five grand on it. Which is a boatload to me. I put in a 10 disc CD changer. Get your fuck out of my face, dude. A 10 disc CD changer. What what do you want here? New edition right now? Got it. I had mixed CDs in there. Pure moods? Got it. What do you have pure moods for? I don't know, Jay. How about going through the woods on Safari Guy? It was the best. It was so much fun. Uh anyway. I was paying houses with my boy Fitzy. And we're driving, we're driving home and all of a sudden the car is just like petering out and he's like, what's going on? I'm like, I have no idea. And he's like, he, uh, he knew more about this kind of stuff. He's like, you're running out of gas, dude. You just ran out of gas. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. And we had to like walk to the gas station, buy a gas can, fill it, then go back to the Jeep, fill the Jeep, then drive back to the gas station and buy gas. And it was the best, dude. It was the best. It's why I hate leasing. I don't know why anyone leases a car. What do you... What, what, let your car break down once in a while. Like, we just... Everything's changed. Everybody wants everything brand new all the time. We need to get some old... You need old shit. You know what I mean? You need stuff to break down and crash. And you need people to get flat tires and be a little late to stuff. I mean, I don't know. I just think it helps. My buddy the other day... Let me just check this time. Guys, it's going to be so short. I'm going to get you guys to 40, 42 minutes, and then I'll make some longer ones. Should I do a bonus app, guys? Maybe I'll do a bonus app. My buddy the other day, we were getting off the phone, and uh, I was like, all right, man, good to talk to you. He goes, all right, man, love you too. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't. I didn't say I love you. Even though I do, but I didn't, I didn't say it. Anyway, so much stuff in here. So these are. Does anyone use their notepads in their uh, in their iPhones? I use it all the time, <clears throat> and I always like put in little things, and I'm just like, I don't even know what they are. I just like every now and then I'll check them, and just be like, oh yeah, isn't this going to be an idea of something I want to do? I, so I had this idea of like lemonade stands and I went out and looked around. We spent a day looking for people uh, <laughs> running lemonade stands. We drove around the whole day, never found one person. All this stuff, man. <sighs> Why would I ever wrote this? I can't even say it. My wife would get mad. Um, anyway, um, I'm so jealous of everyone who's experiencing fall. We had, when we were on that farm, we had like a, an outdoor fire pit, you know, and when you're on a farm, you just hear noises in the woods and you don't know what they are. There were two dogs on the farm that would like come up to the property and like twice one of the old dogs was up with us and the younger dog was just this gorgeous husky was down the other end of the property and we just heard like all these dogs screaming at each other and I was like, okay, so that could be dog on dog, that could be dog on coyote, that could be dog on skunk, right? Dog on fox. You never know. You didn't know what it was and it was like this like... 
I don't know what it is. I've always wanted to farm it, but there's a creepiness about farms. You know what I mean? Because it's dark. There's not, you don't have any lights, you know, and things can happen on farms. You know what I mean? If you own enough acreage, you can be off. If you're far, far enough away from a main street, you start to feel like anything could happen. You know what I mean? You're like, well, I guess I could kill somebody. I mean, who's really going to say anything? It's I'm on a farm. Like, did if anyone watched Yellowstone out there, they just used to kill people on that ranch and just like ditch them. When they, when you have forty thousand acres, maybe it's fourteen thousand. Even if you had fourteen hundred, you could be like have a place where you just bury bodies and like no one's who's ever going to check there. It's your property. No one comes out and and does surveillance of your property. Like, hey, you know, unless like you're a suspect. You ever been a suspect? I think it'd be kind of cool, huh? Being a suspect. Yeah, I didn't fucking do it, dude. Saying that all the time. I didn't fucking do it. Having your friends wonder, did he do it? Seems like he might have done it. I don't want to be a suspect for murder, but I wouldn't mind being a suspect for like, I don't know, robbery would be kind of cool. People like, is he a fucking badass? Did he rob that place? I would love to rob. Wouldn't you love to rob? I used to think that I'm like, I could break in that house. I'll never forget when I was like 14, my mom and I were up near where my dad lived with my grandmother. And I think I was younger than 14 because my grandmother was still alive. I honestly can't remember when she passed, but I I can't remember why. But I said to my mom, I'm like, I want to go like, I want to go look around the house. And she's like, well, I'm not, I'm not going down the street. It was like this. They had like, they lived on a dirt road. There was like one, two, three, four, like seven houses on the road, you know, it was this dirt road. And I was like, all right, drop me off at the end of the street and I'm going to go down there. And I went down to the house. I have no idea why I did this. I went down to the house. It's my grandma's house. My dad lived there. And at this point I hadn't seen my dad for like four years maybe. And like, didn't talk to him. I never got phone calls from him, stuff like that. And I, snuck in their house I think I just went through the side door and I went into the kitchen and it, it, they used to have it went kitchen dining room then a hall like a little hallway into a giant living room and the living room and the dining room all had sliding glass doors out into this like balcony and the balcony looked over the backyard which had a garden and then it was the bay they lived like in this little quiet bay on the water in the North Shore of Massachusetts and I remember like sneaking in there and like coming through the kitchen and I didn't hear anyone so I was kind of like creeping and then looked out and I saw my grandmother on the, on the, like on the balcony, like on the deck looking down and my dad and his wife were like working in the garden. And I remember like creeping into the dining room and kind of like looking around. <laughs> this is the craziest thing I've ever done. Not, not the craziest, but it's the weirdest. And I remember just like having this weird feeling that one, I couldn't. I got to get out of here, guys. I couldn't go talk to my dad because he didn't want to talk to me. And what am I doing there? What am I going to do? Come on, like, hey, everybody. (laughs) Haven't seen you in four years. And yeah, I just broke in your house, grandma. I guess I must have not have been seeing her at that point too, maybe. I don't really know. But I just remember like, I broke in. I got in. Now, there's something to be said about a place that you could be like if they did catch me or someone was like, what are you doing here? I'd be like, I don't know. And I would just run away. 
But like, just think for two seconds. If you ever wonder if you're weird, this is a good litmus test. That was the weirdest thing. Like, what was I doing? And why was my mom like, let me drop you off at the top of the hill. You go down in there and look around and then I'll meet you back up here. But it was like a real bonding moment for me and my mom because I remember like, I honestly don't remember. I remember her dropping me off because I remember like the stone wall and then going in and then being in the house. But I don't remember getting back to her car or what we talked about. But I imagine she was like, what was in there? What was going on? And like just talking about why I did what I did and what I was do- You know what I mean? It was kind of trippy. But at that moment, I was like, man, I kind of like this shit. Kind of like being where I'm not supposed to be. Kind of like being around people who don't want to be around me. I got to go pick up my boy, you guys. I got some great episodes coming up. I love you all to death. And I'll do, I'm will do. i going to try and do a bonus episode. Just something I'll drop. A uh, little something special for you guys. You know, I have no idea what. Tell you what. Anyone, direct message me, Holiday Bakery Productions at Gmail. Holiday Bakery Productions at Gmail. You ask me something to talk about, and I will only talk about that in a special episode, and I'll drop it Friday. Holiday Bakery Productions at Gmail. Holiday Bakery Productions at Gmail. Send me what it is, and I'll drop a special little ep. And then I'll know you listened all the way, and I'll know you cared. If I don't get any messages, then good Lord, we all know I'm a failure. I love you guys. Thanks for listening.